Hi there, I'm Beverly Lewis. Welcome to the High Road to Leadership. I am your host, and today we're actually wrapping up season one, believe it or not. 2021, I decided that wrapping it up now, taking a little break during the holidays and getting back uh, for 2022 with season two seemed to be a very logical way to proceed. So here we are. Welcome, because you know, the road to leadership and the road to success, the road to fulfillment in, is not an easy, steady journey. And I have found that I like to uh, be accompanied by people who know how to take the high road, who are always pushing me to think, provoking me to get better. And that is my goal in this podcast. I'm excited that we've had uh, as a steady season here. And I'm going to share with you today seven things that I've learned from this podcast journey as I look back over the year, things that I'm celebrating. And then I'm going to give you a specific exercise that has to do with celebrating wins, setting goals, moving forward by learning from the past. And that's will be what we're going to cover in this uh, episode together today. So the first thing I want to share about what I've learned is getting started, I think, is about the hardest part of any new journey we undertake. It's really hard to start ugly. And I say that because we all we want to wait until it's pretty. We want to wait until we're confident. We want to wait until we've got um, the things in place that we feel like we need to have in place. And, you know, we've all heard the joke that if you waited until you're ready to have children, there would not be there would be zero population growth because it's just so hard to feel fully prepared when you're undertaking something new and something big. So as I share what I've learned, I feel like these things are going to apply to whatever you're doing, whatever you're wanting to do in uh, the days and months and year to come. But being willing to just start ugly and, you know, I, I, I often hear writers talk about their ugly first draft. You know, you just got to start somewhere. And so I'm so glad that I did get started. Uh, I, the second thing that I've learned is about a new social media platform. It was new in the last year or so called Clubhouse. And many of you have probably not been on that platform and you might, it might not be a fit for you, but I have to say that that is how I learned about podcasting. That was, I chose a subject and that's probably the easiest way to access Clubhouse because like so many social media platforms. It can be very overwhelming if you don't know what you're looking for. But I heard that it was a year ago or so, I heard that it was a new auditory platform. And I thought, okay, podcasting is auditory. It seems like this would be a really good place for me to discover uh, people who are podcasting. And sure enough, I did. And I do have to give a shout out to one particular person. Producer Jemmy is her name. She's who the cheering goes for. Not me, but Producer Jemmy is the owner of a business in South Florida called Flintstone Media. And she is a big person on, on podcasting. She helps podcasters. She produces podcasts 
for other people. She has her own podcasts. She is an incredible trainer, and she's big on Clubhouse. She's there a lot. She gives so um, fully of her heart and her knowledge and her time and her talents. It's just she made a huge impression on me, and I do attribute her encouragement to being a big part of how I got started in podcasting. So I hope you find that person that whether they're on Clubhouse, whether they're in a uh, a physical organization that you attend, a group, whether you find it in a coach, a friend, a mentor. I hope you have someone in your life who is cheering for you and encouraging you to take that step, to step out, to go ahead and try things. And and it's so exciting. The third thing that I want to talk about is the learning curve that is involved in anything. And there's a joy in embracing that process and knowing that you're going to get better and being okay with the fact that you're not great when you get started. It's like that anything. You know, Malcolm Gladwell made uh, the principle famous of called the outliers that where he talks about it, it's a thousand hours that it takes to be highly successful at anything. Um, and I, or to, you know, he, I think he uses the term mastery. And so I, I'm kind of rejoicing that I'm still in the early learning curve after just a, one season of podcasting. I have, you know, I know people that have been doing it for years and years and years and years, and they're really, really good at it. And it's so ineffective to compare ourselves to people who have so much more time invested and so much more experience. So it's so easy to do that, but it's so non-productive. So part of, uh, that what I've learned is embracing the process and knowing that the learning curves are often going to be steep. That seems to go with the whole high road to leadership thing real well, doesn't it? The number four thing that I've learned is direction is more important than speed. I'm going to say that again. Direction is more important than speed. And you know, sometimes our world seems to reward the fastest, the biggest, you know, and once again, you can, if you measure your pace against people that aren't like you, and nobody else is like you, so how can that be healthy? But going in the right direction, knowing that you're pointed the right way, that you're staying on the road, even though sometimes there are detours disappointments, delays, all of those things that we've talked about many times during this season on the road to leadership, the road to success, the road to significance and fulfillment, those are part of the journey. And so check your direction. If you're headed in the right direction, don't measure your pace against others. Number five is consistency. Oh my goodness, y'all. I've had to work on this one big time. I I have found that, you know, all of the disruptions and distractions and the delays and the disappointments and the detours, those D's, the big D's that, that can trip us up. I have found that consistency is key. Persistence is super important too, but I love this thought that 
being persistent can lead you to the right door, but being consistent is the key to opening that door. And I think that is true. And that's one of the reasons I set a goal early on. I've only published my podcast every other week. And I know many podcasts are published weekly. Some are published monthly. There are, But you pick your own schedule. And what I was taught early on is that you get to set the schedule, but you have to be consistent with what you set. And so that's been a victory for me this year is to is to see that consistency, to have that consistency, not only in my podcast, but I do have a newsletter. Uh, I do send out, it's, it's called One to One. It's one vlog, two thoughts from other people, one from me actually, and one from somebody else, and then one uh, question. That's all every two weeks. And if you're not signed up for that, I do encourage you to to go to my website at beverlyspeaks.com. I will not flood your inbox. I will not give you too much to read. I just give you nuggets to think about. And if you like this podcast, you might like that, especially if you uh, like to have something to positive stuff show up in your inbox among all the other stuff. (laughs) Mine always keeps it positive. All right. The next thing, number six of what I've learned is about the wonderful world of podcasting as a means of learning and growing and developing excellence in just about anything that you can think of. You know, I've always been a lifelong learner. I've always read lots and lots of books. I've always gone to workshops and studied and loved to hang around people that uh, provoke me to think and uh push me to the higher levels of excellence. I love all that. But I really, honestly, until this year, I had I had a toe in the world of podcasting, but oh my goodness, in finding guests and being guests on other people's podcasts, I have just thoroughly enjoyed the world of podcasting. And if you are just at this dipping your toe level, I hope I've been a good introduction and inviting you to dive in and go deeper because the water's fine and boy, oh boy, you can access just an an incredible library of people. Um, I like to think of people as libraries and the people that are willing to help you learn, help you not make the same mistakes they have, help you grow, encourage you, cheer for you, all of those things. It's really, really fun. Number seven, last but not least of what I'm going to share of what I've learned, is that sometimes you just have to ask. You have to ask for help. You have to ask. You have to get the courage to ask, even when you are not sure at all that people are going to say yes. I'm going to use the example of some of the guests. All of my guests this year have been extraordinary, all of them. But some of them have been more famous than others. Some of them are are big influencers. And I thought, oh my gosh, you know, are where? why would they give me their time for free when I don't have this huge platform like they do? Um, but I really, really would be so honored to talk with them. So I asked, and you know what? Almost all those that I asked said yes. Some of, some of them just ignored me, and that's okay. That's part of life, right? 
Um, busy, people get busy. I didn't take it personally, but I asked and I, and I, I asked for help. I, and I'm so glad I did. And in the asking, I am going to ask you to return for season two. And I'm not finished with what I want to share with you today because I've got a really cool concept to talk to you about. But before I leave these seven things I've learned about podcasting in season one, I do want to ask you to return for season two because I've got some amazing guests lined up, but I've also got some great ideas and I've got a free gift for you. When you come back in January, I've got a gift for you and I'm not going to tell you anymore because I like surprises, but I know you're going to find it of great value and it is free. So I, I want to leave, wrap up that part of this episode, but I want to share with you now something that I have found just amazingly helpful in the last couple of months. And let me say, I am a visionary leader. I know that. I love to set goals. I, I, I love to cast vision. I love to work with organizations on that. I Every year at the beginning of, of each year, for many years, I've led vision board workshops. I've always had a framed vision board next to my desk for, for many years, you know, decades. But I have found that with the uncertainty of the pandemic, with all of the things that we've had to deal with that have been unexpected, and then some of you listened to my last episode and know that, oh my goodness, the unexpected change in my life at the end of this year with uh, a flood displacing us from our home, which means that my office was also disrupted and had to be moved. So my life kind of turned upside down. With all of that, I have found that my typical method of vision casting, frankly, was getting a little bit frustrated because I just kept having to change every single goal. Not the, not the values, not the ideals, but the actual goals. And there's a concept called the gap versus the gain, which I want to talk to you about. It has worked for me in these last few months to really uh, get me feeling jubilant, celebrating wins again, feeling very optimistic and expectant about the future. And that is because of this. We, we have been taught from the time we were in school, most of us, to measure ourselves against an idealized future or to compare ourselves with other people in terms of our performance, our work, our productivity. And in using these standards, we often fall short. And we have this ideal in mind. We measure ourselves and and it results in what is called gap thinking, where I'm falling short. And it it can cause stress. It can cause frustration. I don't give up, but some people do. And, you know, it. but nobody needs stress. Nobody needs frustration. That doesn't make people want to set goals anymore. In fact, that's why, you know, when it comes to New Year's resolutions, they tell you, the training says now, don't set resolutions um, because 
the statistics are that most people within the first 30 days have completely fallen off the wagon, gotten discouraged, and quit. So that's gap thinking. It, and again, our education system has often um, kind of set us up for that, where we pass tests, we're taught to become self-sufficient, we become competitive, we compare ourselves to other people and their skills and their gifts. But the thinking that this produces is not always healthy. So what I've done in these last few months is I've started implementing a strategy called the GAIN. And the GAIN is measuring your progress where you are today based on where you came from. So this is perfect for the high road to leadership because it's how far down the road have you made it? How, where have you come from? Look back and take stock. This is a great time of year to do it. It's a great way of doing this. The goal in implementing this strategy of gain thinking is for it to become a daily thing. But I'm going to start by asking you to consider taking action on doing a weekly assessment. Yes, it can be done quarterly. It can be done yearly. The goal is to do it daily, but let's start simple. Let's start with weekly. And what if you could set a goal of what at the end at the end or beginning? Let's just say you do it on Sunday evening. That's when I've always had what I call a board meeting. And you it's always with myself. It's rarely with anybody else because the board of my company is me. But on Sunday evening, I look back on the wins from the last week and I celebrate those wins. The goal is on Sunday evening to find three things at least from the last week that you can celebrate. They can be personal, they can be relational, they can be health goals, they can be business achievements, they can be anything you want them to be as long as you are celebrating your wins. And then while you're in that mode of thinking, you also set three expectations for the coming week of what you want to do, what you want to accomplish, wins that you want to experience so that when you get to the end of this week, you have those things that you can celebrate, but you also don't beat yourself up for where you fell short. You find the wins. They might be unexpected. They might not, you know, when you look back, they might not be things that had made your list of expectations. But having these expectations and writing them down is so, it's a game changer. Because every day that you measure the game, you're happier than you were yesterday. You're further along than you were yesterday, and you're celebrating it, which makes you feel freer, and it actually gives you permission to be more of yourself today than you were yesterday. And you know what else happens? You train your brain on what to see and give your mind a job to find the good, to find the wins, to celebrate that. And you know what else happens? There's even more. 
every day you measure the gain, you increasingly see wins in other people. When you start to see the good in yourself, when you start to celebrate yourself instead of beating yourself over the head for not doing what you wanted and thought and expected you could do, you start becoming more patient and seeing the good in others as well. I hope that you find as much joy in this process of celebrating gains instead of measuring gaps as you look to the year ahead, as you look to the year behind you, measure how far you've come, celebrate the wins, and set your expectations for the days ahead. I was very much looking forward to sharing with you this concept for the High Road to Leadership, to take us into 2022, to come back for season two in 2022 so that we can continue to grow together, so that we can know one another. And oh, by the way, I would love to hear from you. I know that after you've listened, it's hard to send an email, um, that you can pick up your phone and send an email to Beverly, B-E-V-E-R-L-Y, at beverlyspeaks.com. If you want a workshop, a worksheet, not a workshop, but I could do those too. (laughs) But if you want a worksheet on how to do the measure, record, the ga- uh, the gains, I'd be glad to email that to you. Just shoot me an email, say, I want to do the gain strategy, and I'll send you a worksheet that'll make it a little bit easier for you to implement this into your life as well. I thank you. I thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening, for being with me this season. We have only just begun, and you know my saying is, the best is yet to come, and I promise you it is. I'll see you in season two.